Tiffany and you One and one together make two And all the stories that are true Tiffany and you You're listening to Tiffany and You. This is your host, Tiffany Yu. In this episode, I'm joined by Kunle Adewale. He is a Nigerian humanitarian artist, and he is also the founder of Tender Arts Nigeria and Arts in Medicine Projects. He is currently an Atlantic Fellow for Equity at the Global Brain Health Institute in San Francisco and has been doing a lot of work around serving those who are affected by Alzheimer's disease and dementia through art-based interventions. Today I'm talking to him about all things art and the power of art to bring joy and hope and really heal the world, especially in this time of COVID-19. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, everyone. You're listening to this episode of Tiffany and You. This is your host, Tiffany Yu. I have with me Kunle Adewale. He is a Nigerian artist, and he's also the founder of Tender Arts Nigeria, which is a social enterprise and nonprofit that is focused on therapeutic arts, arts education, and arts in medicine programs. Hi, Kunle. Hi, Tiffany. <laughs> so Kunle and I met almost a year ago because we were both selected as goalkeepers during the UN Global Goals Week last year through the Gates Foundation. How was that experience for you? Wow, it's an incredible experience for me being able to meet people from you know different walks of life and people from different fields, people from different you know parts of the world and meeting different change makers I've been converging in one space and brainstorming on how we can make the world a better place. For me, that was a very powerful experience. So normally you're based in Nigeria. But right now you are in San Francisco as an Atlantic Fellow at the Global Brain Health Institute. Is that right? Absolutely right. I'd love to hear more about how you went from art to brain health. Tell me about that journey. Thank you so much for that. So when I started my journey, I was an artist. About seven years ago, I started practicing the use of art in healthcare spaces in Nigeria. So my focus was more on working with children, working with teenagers, adolescents, and young people who have um, different form of ailment and illnesses. So I use arts in hospital space by engaging this population through art workshops and therapeutic art program. And then apart from painting, we also do music, we do dance, we use different art forms to be able to help these uh, population to respond to their immediate environment and what they are passing through and being able to use art as a form of process for healing. And then so working in pediatrics, working in neolithic, working in mental health or neonatal and working with maternal mental health. But as I continue to practice my work, as I continue my journey, I realized that we have not done so much in the area of 
using arts to support elderly people in our community in Nigeria. So at the time, I partnered with Gabby Williams Alzheimer Foundation in Nigeria. It's a foundation that works with those that have dementia and those that have uh, Alzheimer's disease. And then so I was able to partner with them and then we're able to start facilitating art session with them for to work with the seniors who have cognitive impairment or cognitive decline and being able to use art to help them in terms of using art for their cognitive well-being. And that is how I started getting to know about the connection between art and brain health. Of course, I do know about art and mental health, but in a more specific way, uh, I'm more defined. I got to know about this. The fast forward 2008, I was in the United States uh, when I came for art and medicine program at the University of Florida. And then I got to know through one of my friends in Ethiopia about Global Brain Health Institute at Atlantic Fellowship Program. So I did apply in 2018. And interestingly, I got shortlisted as one of the global leaders in terms of using art for brain health. And so I got qualified and I was shortlisted to be part of the program here in San Francisco. So I came into San Francisco last year, August precisely. So I've spent roughly over nine months in the United States and learning about the intersection between art and neuroscience, which is very interesting in a way, because considering the fact that even during my college days and university days, this was never part of our curriculum. We were not taught about the intersection or the connection between art and health, mm. or art and brain health, or art and neuroscience. I mean, it was more purely about art and less of science or nothing about science at all. So I would say this came by self-development and self-discovery because of my practice over the years as an artist that work in healthcare space and healthcare spaces in Nigeria and around the world. I can very clearly understand the connection between art and mental health, but it is a little bit less clear the connection between art and brain health and art and neuroscience, right? And I think to be able to bring your work into those conversations is really important. So you're working with people who have been affected with dementia and Alzheimer's disease. Can you talk about what the connection between art and brain health actually is? So um, looking at the concept of dementia, Alzheimer's uh, disease, one, there are certain peculiarities that come with that in terms of memory loss, frustration, depression, loneliness, isolation, anxiety, aggression. I mean, there's so many things and mental health problems that comes with having Alzheimer's disease. So art helps to mitigate all of this side effect of dementia, the side effect of having depression. So for older adults that I work with who are actually experiencing depression as a result of the disease, the Alzheimer's disease. So art really helps to uplift their spirit. Art helps them to really find a creative platform to really express themselves in ways that was couldn't. So art really helps them to also socialize. Art helps them to be able to connect with other people uh, where they are in life. Instead of feeling very depressed, instead of feeling dejected, instead of feeling isolated, instead of feeling neglected, rather art provides that opportunity for them to be able to socialize. And I think in a way, when these people are able to respond through our art program by socializing through the virtual uh, platform that we've been using, using Zoom 
uh, for our form at the technology base where we actually connect with this population. So I've seen these people, I've seen them being very joyful. I've seen them being very happy because of the new experience they are gaining through art. Regardless of what has happened to them, but what is happening now, it is what is important to them. The joy of the moment, the happiness of the moment that the art is bringing to them or the, that the art has brought to them through my engagement. Mm, amazing. Um, I want to take a quick break here. And then when we come back, we'll continue talking with Kunle about some of the programs he's been doing amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. And we're back from the break. This is Tiffany, and you're listening to this episode of Tiffany and You. I have with me the Nigerian artist Kunle Adewale, who before the break was chatting with us about the artwork he is doing and its connection to brain health. Welcome back, Kunle. Thank you so much, Tiffany. So you were doing these programs. At first, you had started in hospitals working mainly with kids. You did then transition to older adults who had cognitive disabilities, such as dementia or Alzheimer's. Wanted to hear about how Tender Arts Nigeria's programs have shifted since the COVID-19 pandemic. So as an organization, what we've been doing since the pandemic is to be part of the global responders to the global health crisis. Because I would believe that the first responders are not just the healthcare providers. Artists are also co-responders when there's crisis in the world. And artists and art does actually have a great role to play in helping people to find hope in the midst of crisis, in helping people to find light in the midst of darkness. And these are the things that we have been doing as an organization ever since the pandemic started. We have collaborated with Lagos State Ministry of Health through Art for Life initiative of the government by facilitating therapeutic music for patients, persons who actually um, have coronavirus, who are actually receiving treatment at isolation centers in Lagos, Nigeria. So our team provides therapeutic music to bring joy and hope to these people who are really going through that moment in their lives and beyond what we're doing in Nigeria but also looking at what we're doing in the United States we were able to facilitate um, a global conference called uh, Virtual International Art and Health Conference which is VICA in May where we facilitated a conference that brought different professionals from around the world who actually provide resources that institutions, that individuals uh, can really use and utilize during this moment to be able to find joy and well-being by using art engagement. And beyond that, also, we've been able to facilitate virtual art exhibitions where we curate works of art done by artists as a response to COVID-19 from around the world. And uh, we're able to do that such that people are able to look at, people are, are not just looking at what is happening in their environment. They are looking at how arts can really help to bring healing or healings to their environment. And that is one of the things I think we have accomplished. We also did a global art drive in a more comprehensive way or manner where uh, artists are actually responding also to COVID-19. 
and that we did that as a form of documentary where we documented the works of art and artists from around the world and we curated that it's actually on a youtube uh where people can actually view on what is happening in the world and how artists are using creativity as for health communications so uh, in terms of people wearing masks instead of people practicing social distancing instead of people doing hand washing and other recommended uh, measures given by WHO, we saw how artists were able to use creativity to pass those messages and that we were able to share those materials and multimedia uh, materials for the public to be able to see. And that way, artists now being used not just as a form of advocacy, but as a form of education mm -hmm. to educate people why they need to practice social distancing otherwise they will contract uh, coronavirus and uh, that might lead to something else that nobody actually prayed for so we've been doing all of these incredible works ever since the pandemic also for me i have been busy i partner with Alzheimer's association of northern california and northern nevada uh, where i facilitate what is called virtual art for seniors so for seniors who are who used to be in care homes or nursing home, but because of the pandemic and then so they were withdrawn and now they are in their various homes. But sadly, the fact that everybody's under lockdown and they're isolated like every other person, pandemic has brought a lot of mental health problems, both to young and old. And these older adults are not left out out of the side effect of what coronavirus has brought to the world. And then so what I've been doing over time is to facilitate art-based interventions for seniors who are really experiencing distress, anxiety, panic, depression, social isolation, loneliness in the midst of this pandemic. And they've been able to use art to inspire hope. You've been able to use art to help them to find joy, to find peace in the midst of chaos. And it has been an incredible experience so far working with this population. Also, I have been facilitating pop-up art for seniors in San Francisco neighborhood, where we do paint by numbers, do it yourself. I've been able to work with different population, different people, older adults from different walks of life and different race. And for me, it does tell the relevance of art in the midst of crisis, in time of crisis. Art can really bring safe or safety. It can bring joy. It can bring health. And I'm glad that I'm able to do this during this time. I mean, for someone like myself too, I would say that coronavirus, of course, affects everyone. And the fact that we are also all under lockdown and we're practicing social distancing. And then, so there was a time I was just locked up in my room and I realized that I was almost having a mental health problem. And then, so what I did was start thinking of ways I can help other people out there who are probably experiencing similar things that I'm experiencing. And so one of the things that happened to me now is that in giving joy, I found joy. In giving hope, I find hope. In giving happiness, I found happiness. In giving light, I found light. So what is missing in my life, I've been able to find by giving other people what is missing in their lives using art interventions. That really touched my heart. That's so inspiring. That message will really resonate with our listeners. I love the way that you have been able to insert art into all different aspects of 
what's going on with the pandemic, whether it's at the hospitals and bringing your artists in to perform, whether it is in um, facilitating the virtual workshops in partnership with some of these organizations in, in California and Nevada, and then bringing art to the streets right here in San Francisco as cities are starting to open up. Of course, there is the very real threat of the COVID-19 virus in itself, right? The health threat. But then we are experiencing another crisis, which is the mental health one. So I'm curious if you've done any research or know the connection between art therapy and tackling social isolation and loneliness. Absolutely. So uh, research has actually revealed the health benefit of the art. And unfortunately, we've not been able to maximize the health benefit of the art. People still think that, that art does not really have you know, effect on people. But one of the discoveries that I have made through research is that art does change people's mood. Because when people are going through dark moments, I mean, by virtue of what is happening in their lives, they are depressed, their mood is down and they are in a very dark place. Being involved in just experiencing music, music can really you know change people's mood. It can bring them out of their little corner. It can it can open that door of healing and health and well-being for them, which I have seen, I have personally experienced. And looking at how art really helps people to tackle social isolation, oftentimes people say, oh, I'm, an, I'm not an artist. I can't draw. I can't paint. You know, those tensions, right, they're there. So one of the things that I have been able to do is such that I often tell people that it's not about the product, it's about the process. Mm. So oftentimes people focus on creating a thing. They're trying to draw a cup. They're trying to make paint a particular object in mind. So when I facilitate my session, I usually tell my participants that it's not about the end product, it's about the process. The process of engaging yourself, the process of being able to move from where you are within your room, being able to find the object, being able to paint by yourself, and being able to use, connect through technology. And because you know now, because there is, uh, we don't have social gathering, right? But technology and art are they relevant in this period. And so I have been leveraging technology by facilitating art-based intervention for people to, to mitigate social isolation. And then now people can connect through Zoom. They can respond by seeing other people. Because sometimes I feel like we are in a different planet now. We feel like we are in a different world where people don't no longer engage. People no longer connect. Even if you see somebody walking on the road, people try to avoid it like you have leprosy. Mm -hmm. You're not communicating. You're not talking. All of those can really bring a mental health problem. But with technology, with Zoom, we're able to leverage that. And people are able to create, people are able to dance on Zoom, dancing, body movement, painting, singing. Having this community online I've brought so much joy to many people in my program. A couple of episodes ago, we had Monica Kang on, and she is a creative mindset expert. And I talked with her a lot around how we have a lot of mindset blocks around, oh, I'm not creative, right? Because we think 
creativity looks like a certain thing when really for Monica tapping into your own creative mindset is really just getting curious around the process of how you're thinking about things or moving throughout your day. And by getting curious, that is how you're tapping into your creativity. And I love the way that you said, when we think about art, we get so fixated on what the end product is. And then we say, I'm not an artist, but everyone can dance. Everyone can sing or listen to music or pick up a paintbrush. That is very powerful. And now they're doing it in a community-based environment, as you said, through Zoom. And you are getting me thinking about what the world will look like. So San Francisco has started to reopen. But as you said, we walk down the sidewalk and we see someone else and we dart to the other side of the, of the street to respect physical distancing. I feel very fearful around what this new world of wearing face masks, not seeing people's facial expressions and respecting physical distancing is going to do to our social connection and our mental health. Hmm. So, you know, I've been seeing some funny, funny face masks. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You can express your personality through your masks. I forgot about that. I've been, I've been seeing some very funny face masks and I've seen how creativity is being even used in creating those face masks. So one of the things I see is that creativity actually can never be cornered. Creativity can never be affected in the midst of crisis. In fact, creativity is actually what gives way and provides solutions to people in the midst of the crisis. So looking at the new world that is emerging and the new normal, Creativity does literally have a great role to play in shaping the human experience, in transforming what life will look like for everyone. And I see that creativity will be a medium that will really help people to be able to find safe space, find hope, and find joy, and find what makes sense. Because... The way things are now, sometimes it looks like things, things are not making sense, but creativity actually helps to make the world to have sense in a way. Mm -hmm. So I think, so creativity will help us to shape the, to change the narratives around COVID-19. The social distancing, so the COVID-19, coronavirus said, okay, people can come together. Creativity said people can come together. So coronavirus said people can socialize. Creativity said people can socialize. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like coronavirus says people can't physically be close to each other. Creativity says let's hop onto a Zoom call or hop onto FaceTime or hop onto a phone call. We still have those avenues. Yes. I mean, now, like people can't go to galleries, people can't go to museums, but through creativity, people cannot go to museums around the world. I see that as one of the huge possibilities that came out of COVID-19. Because we are limited by what we see around us. We are limited about the resources available, available to us. But through creativity within this COVID-19, many people have traveled around the world just by leveraging art and technology. Mm. It has opened their mind. It has opened their eyes. I mean, for, for artists, creativity has given them new audience. People now, people now we now have online concerts. I mean, who, who, who was thinking about online concerts before, virtual concerts? No. Yeah. So now there's so much possibilities, there's so much opportunities that COVID-19 has brought. And I think creativity 
actually provide us those platforms to be able to make those things to happen. Deepak Chopra, he talked about how hope is the antithesis of fear. Even in just talking to you, I hear you talk from a mindset of possibility and opportunity and creativity unlocking all of these things. And I'm coming from a place of fear and scarcity and limits. So I really appreciate that way of thinking. So you talked about galleries and yeah. museums, you know, now yeah. coming all online. And mm -hmm. I, I remember before the pandemic started, you had sent me a save the date for your art show. Yes. So I want to chat about your current art show, how you pivoted it online and what some of your favorite pieces are from this art show. So of course I've been working on my art exhibition for about eight months. And then I've been rehearsing, I've been thinking of how to connect to Tiffany and some of my friends in the United States, you know, thinking about having an art exhibition in a physical space. Then the pandemic happened and I, oh my God, what is going to happen now? And then I started thinking, I said brainstorming, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Then I stumbled on a website that provides virtual space for 3D art exhibition. So what I did was to now curate my art exhibition in a 3D virtual space, such that the fact that people are not able to attend, or we are not able to host the physical space art exhibition, we were able to use a virtual platform. And then I was able to leverage on technology uh, to be able to curate an experience, an artistic experience, of 24 artworks that I created, which was in line with my art exhibition theme, Uplifting Spirit. So majorly, my theme, Uplifting Spirit, is a response to the crisis happening around the world today. Although primarily, it was one of the ways of just showcasing the benefit of the art in ways that it really helped to uplift the spirit of older adults or people who are going through challenging moments in their lives. But interestingly, also, we are all going through challenging moments in our lives in the midst of COVID-19. And their uplifting spirit become more relevant than ever before. There are different artwork that really, I mean, paintings, part of my work that I did, that really brought joy to me. Talk about breathe. And in a way, like the way we are now, we need to breathe. We need to slow down and breathe and enjoy life one day at a time. It seems like the crisis around the world is suffocating us. It seems like what is happening in the media is suffocating us. But we really do need time to slow down and breathe and enjoy the blessings that each day have to offer. And then so sometimes we are carried away, we are swayed away by the negative happening around the world. But we need to pause and breathe. That is one. Another word is happiness is a choice, which is part of my words. And then so in the midst of coronavirus, people can focus on what coronavirus has brought, right? Or focus on what blessing they have. So gratitude becomes a necessity in the midst of coronavirus. I mean, many people today have really passed away by actually contracting the virus. But many of us that were still alive, I think there is a blessing in being alive and showing gratitude helps our mental health and our, our well-being. So that is another one. Another one that I think I love, part of the work that I love is happiness is free. 
Sometimes we are so fixated on controlling the outcomes of our life. And then in so doing, we are stressed out. In so doing, we are under tension. In so doing, we get into depression because sometimes failure happens and then we become depressed because things did not go the way we actually planned. I mean, for instance, my plan was to have my exhibition in a physical space, but I let it go. I didn't hold on to the fact that maybe the exhibition didn't happen in a physical space and now I have to beat myself up. No, I have to sit down. I have to think of ways of ensuring that the art exhibition actually take place. And then so I think we will experience more mental health when we learn the act of letting go. Mm. Mm. So your art exhibition, it is open until July 17th. I'll include the link. So this art exhibition is also is a fundraiser for me because I am supporting Alzheimer's course in the United States for people that have cognitive impairment. So I'm supporting Alzheimer's Association here in the U.S. and also the work I do back home in Nigeria. So as people purchase my works, it will help me to be able to support the works that Alzheimer's Association is doing in the United States and also the works I do back home in Nigeria with seniors and elders who have cognitive impairment or cognitive decline. That's great. And then there's a really powerful painting included in the exhibition of Robin Williams, who I know was an inspiration to you growing up. And I know that his widow had spoken at the opening. Yes. Robin Williams was someone I got to know through the screen, uh, a popular, famous American actor and comedian. And I got to know him through the movies that I watched on on TV back home in Nigeria, in Africa. And then so knowing to me that fast forward into the future, I'm going to be in a program that talks about the health problem that Robin Williams actually experienced before he died. And then interestingly, and I had the opportunity of meeting with the wife. And then now and I, I'm able to create the, my own personal experience of who Robin Williams is. Uh, Robin Williams happened to be a healer. He happened to be a bringer of joy. I represented that in my body of works by ensuring that I, I represented light I represented joy. I represented nature. I was able to bring in all of this into the portrait of uh, Robin Williams that I painted. So for me, it's also one of the ways of uplifting the spirit of people, someone like Robin Williams. People often think, oh, they think about, when they think about Robin Williams, oh, he, he, he died. He died this way. But I, I, he, he died because he had liquid body dementia. How about talking about him as someone as an embodiment of potential somebody through his potential and he brought so much joy to humanity he brought so much light and happiness to people around him he brought so much hope to people who came across him how about having those conversations so mm-hmm. for me the painting of robert williams is about having conversation on hope healing happiness and joy and making the world a better place through our potential I'm looking at the painting now and it's stunning, has flowers and hummingbird. That's a great message around just the celebration of a person's life and humanity as a whole, as everything that it was. And that's what I think this painting embodies as well. So people can check out the exhibition and buy the artwork to help support your work. If people want to continue to support you, 
what is the best way to do that? So basically people can by purchasing my works and also by donating to my art initiatives here in the United States and also in Nigeria, they can visit my website, www.kundiadewale.com. And there they will be able to see a lot of the works I've been doing back home in Africa alongside my team and around people around the world. The fact is that we have small resources in doing some of the big things that we do. So lack of resources has not really been able to allow us to do other things that we would have actually accomplished. So by supporting me, uh, I will be able to help more other people out there who are actually going through dark moments in their lives. I'm thankful to uh, the U.S. mission to Nigeria and also U.S. State Department over the years who have really responded and supported my program in Nigeria to grant. But then what we are doing, we need more support. What we are doing now is just like a foundation. We need to still do more for other people out there. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that we'll see a lot more funding come into different mental health interventions as we try and navigate what the effects of this are, right? Because it's not just a pandemic. It is an economic recession. It is civil rights unrest or revolution and more to come. We're not even out of the first wave here in the U.S. So I'm looking at your Wikipedia page. By the way, Kunle has a Wikipedia page, which is very cool. (laughs) August 2nd, 2019, the mayor of Cincinnati proclaimed that day as Kunle Adewale Day. Yay! What is, what happens on that day? <laughs> wow. So, wow. Well, that's a big thing anyway. That's huge. You know, I often think about this and reflect. I, I, I never thought about the fact that one day, maybe I will have a day named after me. Mm-hmm. But all my life, I've invested and I've, I've, I keep investing into community. I keep investing into other people's lives. I've been working, I've worked with survivors of terror attacks. I've worked in in places that are very risky that I would have died. I've been doing that over the years. So I really do not think about my life. I think about what I can do for other people now that I'm alive. And I think my contribution to using art for health and in medicine in Nigeria, in Africa and around the world is one of the reasons why I was honored by the mayor of Cincinnati that named August 2nd at school, like the day. Next month is going to be August, and there's a plan already. There's a plan for Kunla Dewali Day already, and then we are going to use um, Zoom to invite people from around the world to participate in the um, town hall meeting. And uh, we have a theme already for Kunla Dewali Day 2020, mm. which is artists as drivers of social change. Mm artists as drivers of social change so we have the keynote speaker is the director for center for art and medicine program university of florida gainesville jill sonke and uh, we have one speaker from nigeria debola williams and aside that we have other panelists young artists in africa who are really making change to happen their communities through art we have a dancer we have a singer we have an art uh, administrator who is actually using art forms in, to inspire change back home in Zimbabwe, in Zambia, in South Africa, and also in Nigeria. 
So the celebration of Kunle Adewale Day is not a celebration of Kunle himself. It's a celebration of values that Kunle actually pay attention to and Kunle exemplify, like giving back to community, bringing hope and bringing light. And then in so doing, one of the things we also plan to do that day, we plan to launch a virtual art exhibition of the works that I've been doing with persons with dementia in the U.S. So you should be expecting a new virtual art exhibition come August of works done by older adults living with dementia in the U.S. Mm. Another thing is we're planning to do a fundraise using GoFundMe so people can support the work that I am doing back home in Nigeria by donating to GoFundMe. So I'm trying to use Kuladewale Day to open doors for people to support good causes, for people to support community works, for people to support other people who actually have no resources but really want to do good things in their community. That is what Kunla Dewali Day is about. It's not about celebrating Kunla Dewali himself. It's, it's a celebration of humanity. So we have a lot to look forward to in the next month. I feel like throughout this conversation, we talked a lot about hope. So my final question for you is, Kunle, what is giving you hope these days? <laughs> God. Giving other people hope actually gives me hope every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. I mean, waking up every waking moment of my life, being able to do something for other people actually gives me hope. Beautiful. Beautiful. We will close the show there, Kunle. I'm glad that we met. Um, we met actually in the car ride from JFK to the hotel. <laughs> we need to meet Tiffany. I'm going back to Nigeria soon. We need to meet where we can practice social distancing, but we need to connect. Yes, I know. I know. Thanks again, Kunle, for being on the show. I can't wait for people to hear about the great work you're doing for other people. Thank you very much. And lastly, let me say to everyone out there, be the hope you want to attract. Be the joy uh, you want to attract and be the happiness you want to attract. Be that person, be the change. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tiffany and You. This is your host, Tiffany Yu. If you enjoyed this conversation, please leave us a rating and write us a review over at Apple Podcasts. It allows these conversations and these episodes to be discovered by other podcast listeners. I'm hoping that we can co-create something here that's valuable for you. So to the extent that you have feedback or other topics you'd like us to explore, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find us at tiffanyu.com podcast. And a special shout out to Root Hub for our opening and closing podcast medleys. We release episodes weekly, so I hope that you'll join us next week for the next episode. Tiffany and you This one is done and another coming soon A special rendezvous For Tiffany and